Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Michael Davis. He's the founder at Speaking CPR, where he helps business leaders and speakers improve their presentations and speeches. I have Chris Jurgen. He's a commercial real estate for 30 years in New Jersey, focusing on creating spaces for small businesses. And I have Dr. Bryn McLean. She's the president and co-founder of Paragon Behavioral Health Services, where they offer mental health and autism therapy. The question I have for the three of you today, how do you provoke thinking outside of the box or creative thinking? Michael, can you kick us off? I love the timing of this question, Dr. Robin, because I happen to be in a LinkedIn pod. If you're not, your viewers aren't familiar with that, it's a group of us who get together and comment on each other's posts. Three of the people in there focus on innovation and creativity. Oh. One comes from a humorous background. He's a comedian. Another was in improv and works with companies on creative thinking through improv. And the other is a speaker whose focus is innovation. Mm -hmm. So my first tip is to get around people who think innovatively. <clears throat> okay, Chris, that's one. Go ahead, Chris, you're next. Well, I, I kind of did a bit of research on the subject. Um, the way I've always addressed thinking outside the box and being creative is looking at the problem and trying to see why isn't the traditional solution that we use not working and mm. then going backwards and going through all the assumptions that you make and revisiting all those assumptions and seeing if they actually apply. I know there's loads of things like, you know, the breaking habits and, uh, you know, the fear of failure. And there's all these sort of um, nuances that people throw out there. But I, I actually do think thinking outside the box is sort of examining what you have and trying to see it from a different perspective. And eventually you'll get to the right thing. But I, I, I'm going to give you a quick quiz uh, if oh, I can. Oh, no. Okay, I so be a test. If, if you have a cake and you want eight slices, but you only have, um, you want eight pieces of cake, but you only have the ability to make three slices, how would you cut that cake? And most people won't be able to give it right off the bat because you really have to look at the, the cake and how you can do it. And the, the easy answer to it is slice number one in the middle, take the half that you've cut, put it on top of the other half, slice it again now you have four pieces mm -hmm. take that two pieces put it on top of so you have four slices now and cut it again and that's not the immediate because people have people have this thing that oh the cake is delicate because you're making assumptions mm -hmm. and that's how i view it um if i can have, it could have explained it easier i would have that was a great visual i have to throw my soapbox for mental health out there where I think if we are taking care of our people and if we're thinking about that basic needs first and making sure people feel really cared for in a safe environment. There's a recent study by Harvard that showed that a lot of people are experiencing mental illness right now in the workforce. So I think if if we're not well, we're not even able to think about, hey, how are we going to stack these cakes or something of that nature if we as leaders or we as business owners or whatever, maybe your role is watching this, aren't focusing on what could be going outside of work. So if you want to inspire and motivate the team and get people like really caring and really revved up and connecting them with purpose, I think we need to first and foremost, take a look at the person as a whole person. One thing I like to do when it comes to thinking outside the box is try to think like a rookie, be the person who doesn't know. And I think that's one of the hardest things as an expert is for us to be able to kind of backtrack and say, what is it that I do so much by habit that I assume that everyone knows it? 
when I ask people that question, that often will help us kind of think in a broader way. But um, Michael, I want to go back to what you said is surround yourself with people who think outside the box. How do you make those choices? How do you find those kind of people? Sometimes you get lucky, but I, I think if you put your radar out there and you just and start looking for people, for example, who post on LinkedIn, you'll see different perspectives and think differently. If I could, Robin, I want to go back to what you just said, mm-hmm. because in my storytelling workshops, I teach people about the concept of the curse of knowledge, mm-hmm. which is we put the blinders on, we assume everybody knows what we does, and we communicate to them that way. Stepping back based on your suggestion and looking at how you're communicating with people and saying, does what I see, is it clear to everyone? And the best way to find out is to ask for feedback, but that also forces you to take a fresh look at your topic. Mm. And then having people around you that you know are innovative thinkers, they don't have to necessarily be innovative speakers, meaning they don't have to be embedded in that topic. There are innovative people all around us, but I think it's stepping back and asking, how can I look at this differently? And he used a metaphor. Perfect. I I Mm -hmm. teach storytelling and part of that's metaphors. And we have to think about, stop thinking linearly, stack the cake on top of one another. That's a great image that will stick with me the next time I have a problem. I'll think, oh, am I, do I need to stack the cake here instead of keep it flat? It's interesting because- being in real estate, I get to meet a lot of different businesses, business owners, and each industry has its own sort of methodology of dealing with problems. And there are sort of standards in each industry. And the more you expose yourself to other industries, what you could actually learn from that, from that sort of experience is addressing problems now that appear in your industry that didn't exist before, but other industries have already been there and done that. Um, so reading things like the Harvard Business Journal, which are case studies of how businesses have you know, strategized differently or whatever, I find you can actually find a lot of answers in other industries <laughs> and copy mm-hmm. the, the, the ideas um, to address the problems because someone's already done it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't actually have to think too much outside the box. When I work in different industries, sometimes I might learn something somewhere and then I'll go to a different, you know, a different industry, a different CEO I'm talking to. And I'll say, oh, you know, I read X, Y, Z, or I heard this thing when talking to somebody else and it's wholly innovative and he's never heard that before in his life. Yeah. And just because I took it from a different industry. I've used things from Chipotle in a behavior healthcare setting. So I think there's certainly little nuggets in any industry. And if you have the ability to translate them into how those uh, ideas can lead to implications or solutions in in your business or your industry. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything new under the sun. Someone's already done it. And it's just a different spin on the same thing. How do you find time to look for those connecting points, to notice things that are working well in one way and being able to think, how can I apply that somewhere else? How do you create time to think creatively? I think it's just kind of like the Hulk. I'm always thinking creatively, right? Even when we were making the introductions before we came on, you know, each person on this panel, like, oh, I could see how we could actually integrate their skills into what I've been looking for. That's very interesting. So always just being open and being flexible and knowing what problems you're trying to solve. And is it like a mental muscle, Corinne? Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe that you is. have to sort of mm-hmm. exercise. I would think so. I think you I, can get I, better I find I do that when I go into another business. 
-hmm. and um, they're addressing something that I'm buying. And I, I think to myself, wouldn't it have been easier to do it this way? <laughs> it's that, that mind of mine, I, mean, I must be a freak, but um, I, I kind of think of you know, ways of improving a service or a product that's sort of innate. It is something that you, it's like a muscle. You have to play with it. It's the questions we ask ourselves. We have habitual questions. Every human being is susceptible to the blinders. Mm. Well, this has always worked and it's good enough. And there might be a much better solution. Tony Robbins years ago talked about this. Change the quality of the questions we ask ourselves and we'll get better results. And the question is, do you want something that'll happen to work right now? Like stick a Band-Aid on it and that's good enough? Or are you looking for something that is going to grow and get better and be really good for six months, a year, two years down the road? I think that that's a good question to ask ourselves when we're trying to solve a problem or think creatively as well. well I think also we have to be careful to not look for the complex answer because it's often simple. One that comes to mind is the story of the semi-truck that was 18 feet, six inches tall, tried to go under an 18-foot bridge, got stuck. All these you know, degreed people coming in. How are we going to do this? Got to take the bridge off, top of the bridge, or we're going to have to cut the truck. And there was a little boy standing right next to all of them and said, hey, why don't you let the air out of the tires and pull it through? I don't know if it's true or not. It's a great little story, but it mm -hmm. it's simple. But that goes back to Robin's rookie thing. Um. And I know when, when I work with clients, sometimes they'll say, well, have you ever worked in my industry? And I've worked in a lot of industries, but sometimes I just say, it might be better for you if I haven't, because then I'm going to ask you those rookie questions and I'm going to make you explain stuff to me that you probably haven't thought about in years yeah. because you only surround yourself who have the expertise. So I think right. that that's another way to think creatively is bring in somebody who is legitimately a rookie and has no idea mm -hmm. and can say, I don't know how this works. Explain it to me because that's going to make you think outside the box or help you because they're going to ask questions. That is our 10 minutes. I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It's been great fun. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.